Uh, Seaver here. Uh, anytime I have a chance to uh, interview a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, especially one who played Woodstock, I'm going to do it. Doug Cosmo Clifford, uh, welcome to The Drive in Chicago. How are you today? I'm pretty good, Steve. And you? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, how long has it been since you were here? It seems like you were here last year. Was uh, Am I wrong? Yeah, I believe we were, we were there. And I love Chicago. It's a great city and uh, looking forward to doing a little jamming out there. Well, you guys, uh, as I should say, the uh, rhythm section of the original CCR, you and Stu Cook, I'm talking to uh, Doug Cosmo Clifford here on the drive back. Uh, before you went out as Creedence Clearwater Revisited, you said to each other, uh, we will not do this if the sound isn't right. Well, it had to be. You know, we the legacy of this music is really what it's all about. It's, uh, uh, it's our, you know, a life's work. And we have too many fans out there that, you know, deserve nothing but the, the best uh, reproduction. So it was up to us to find the personnel that uh, had the right attitude and the, and the right chops to be able to, to do it. And uh, it ended up being an easier task than we thought. We have a lot of fans uh, in, that are musicians uh, out there as well as uh, fans uh, that are just uh, uh, out there and uh, never played a note of music in their life, but they sure know how to listen to it. Yeah, and uh, listening is the key because uh, your, your your songs uh, have such a, an amazing legacy. Uh, most of them are short, couple of them are long. The uh, the classic Susie Q comes to mind, but uh, your appearance back in the summer of 1969 at Woodstock. If uh, if you would please, could you uh, take us back to that time? What was going on, and you know, give us a little a little flavor of the time. Well, reality is is uh, uh, you know where you need to start from, and it was a nightmare for us because and and most artists uh, just getting in. Uh, the, you know, the ro- roads were full of abandoned cars, so we couldn't drive in as we had planned. Uh, we couldn't fly to the, the airport uh, that we were going to originally fly in because it was uh, inaccessible. So uh, ultimately, we flew in, everybody did a, flew in a two-man helicopter with three people. And I was the third guy, and I'm the guy that's got my leg hanging out on the skid, <laughs> oh, you know, holding holding on to a safety belt of the, in, uh, in the, from the middle seat. So I wasn't even strapped in. There was there wasn't a safety belt for me. Incredible. But you know, uh, uh, as we came up over the rise, some the sun was setting, and uh, and we we didn't believe that there was going to be the, the number of people there, four or five hundred thousand. We played a lot of festivals where there was 100,000, and we had a pretty good idea what that looked like. Uh, and as we came over the rise and, and, and looked out, I said, it's a patchwork quilt of humanity. It's unbelievable. There's at least 500,000 people here. Wow. And so, then getting the equipment in was another uh, logistical nightmare. I mean, I don't know how our guys did it, quite honestly. Indeed. Uh, but they did, and uh, we did play. And had uh, uh, the Grateful Dead began their set uh, before or after you landed? <laughs> I, I think they started it on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, everybody uh, who doesn't know, you guys played after the Grateful Dead, and I think they played like a four-hour set or some such thing. It was, yeah, it was, I was a, a little, little perturbed about that. We, we all were. You yeah, know? it's our, it's our turn, and a seventy-five minute version of "Turn on Your Love Light." Right, kind of go, hey, hey, come on, guys, <laughs> come on, guys. So you guys went on at about what two, three o'clock in the morning. It was very late. <laughs> 
Uh, but what uh, what an experience that must have been uh, at Woodstock. And of course, you did not make the movie, and that wasn't you know had nothing to do with you. Um, so a lot of people think, "Wow, CCR played Woodstock, amazing." Yeah, well, it was, the decision was John Fogarty's not to be in the movie. And right. To this day, we still we still fight about that one. Sure. Uh, but you know, uh, what do you do? Uh, you can't you can't change uh, history and or whatever uh, happens in the past. Uh, you can only move forward. And, but it was uh, something that was absolutely unique because the, the people there, the fans, had uh, no. Uh, provisions, uh, no food, no water, and none of that was provided because they, they were expecting maybe 75,000 people, so they had enough for that, but that went really quickly. Yeah. And then the weather didn't cooperate very well. It was wet, cold, rainy, muddy, uh, but people shared whatever they had uh, with complete strangers, and there was no violence, and uh, you could actually feel the love. I mean, that, that sounds corny, uh, but the hair on my arm was standing up as I looked out and saw all these naked, muddy people jumping in cold water, you know, and, have, and, and having fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it could never happen again. It, it, it's just, no, it, it, yeah. It, it ended. It ended the, the end of an era there. And then that was followed up by Altamont, which was the uh, 180 degrees. From exactly. Both the same year, too. Unbelievable. That was yeah. quite a time. Uh, CCR had seven albums between 1968 and 1972. Cosmos Factory turns 47 uh, this year. Um, you know, yeah. when, when I was a kid, uh, digging on the album, <laughs> uh, this is strange. I didn't see the apostrophe and I thought Cosmos, what Carl Sagan, this is what space rock. What's going on here? <laughs> I it didn't dawn on me that it was about you and the fact that you named your practice space, the factory. Yes, that's correct. And, uh, there was a little garden shack in the backyard of a rented house that, uh, that I had. And um, uh, all the other guys smoked cigarettes in the band, but me, I never smoked. And and uh, we had the windows covered up with carpet, and so there was no fresh air. And and we were practicing. Uh, I forget the song, but I, I just stood up and threw my sticks down. I said, you guys are killing me. I gotta I gotta get some air. And Tom Fogarty said, Well, it's better than working in a factory somewhere. So when they came. To uh, rehearse the next day, I had found a, a piece of wood, a one by four. My wife's an artist, and uh, she, I got into her paints, and I carved out the, the word "the factory" and then painted the painted the letters and, and nailed it on the door. So when we did have success, and uh, we needed a, a, a place to rehearse and an office space, we did rent an old factory uh, right. down in, in, in Berkeley. So that became Cosmos Factory. And, uh, you know, history was made with that album. What a terrific one it, uh, it was. Um, now, how much musical experience had you had before the four of you, the original incarnation of uh, CCR, played together back in the 60s? Well, the, the, the original, uh, semi-original, would be the Blue Velvets. Uh, right. Uh, trio with John, Stu, and myself. Tom was in a band. Uh, he was four years older than we were. Uh, and He was a singer in a band called Spiderweb and the Insects, and they were pretty good. But uh, it was it was back in uh, you know 1958 uh, when we started our, our, our fledgling little uh, instrumental trio. So you know, we learned to play our instruments together, and then Tom got us in the studio. It was Tom 
Tom's vision, actually, uh, you know, he never got the credit for it, but without Tom Fogarty there, I wouldn't be having this conversation with you right now. Right, yeah. The Blue Velvets um, were <laughs> that you you know you you all played together as the Blue Velvets back in yeah. in 1983 at your high school reunion. Yes, we did, and that was the last time and, you uh, go ahead, please, please. Yeah, that was uh, that was an uh, um, unexpected uh, surprise. Uh, John came up to us and asked us if we wanted to play, and I said, "Sure, do you want to play?" And he said, yeah. And he says, we'll do three songs. I, 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 I've got the first two. I mean, name the songs. Then he said, by the time we're done with the, the first two, then uh, I'll, I'll figure it out the third one. Well, we played for an hour and a half. So. <laughs> and did... <laughs> there were many songs. Oh, God. And you were at a high school reunion, your very own high yeah. school reunion. Wow. Uh, well, that sounds great. It's too bad it couldn't have happened again. But you guys have a crack band together. I'm talking to Doug Cosmo Clifford of Credence Clearwater Revisited. Doug Clifford, pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. My pleasure, Steve.